Is everybody ready? Ready as I'll ever be. So when do you add in the intro soundtrack? Ryan takes care of that. Oh, okay. It's, it, he's going to cut some like 15 to 30 seconds of the rambling that we just did. Mm-hmm. And then put in the thing. And okay. then we just... You're not going to hear it now. No, I know. Sometimes I put in a little DJ scratching or something or mm-hmm. air horn. Yep, that's yeah, me. Like a, or like a cat in heat. Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel. Tipsy Battle. Disney Channel. Tipsy Battle. Disney Channel. Tipsy Battle. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Z and on. My name's Brandon, and I'm only having fun when I'm wearing my shades. My name's Brennan, and please contact me if you want to buy my Beanie Babies. My name is Ryan, and I am vegan because I enjoy killing plants. Hi, my name. No, 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 you don't do it yet. You don't. Do it yet. That's your fault. You should have explained this better. I did. You don't talk yet. Okay, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right. Um, you might thought that you just heard James. You didn't. James isn't with us today. He is currently Richard Branson's plus one on Unity 22. So he's, yeah. he is just flying over the stratosphere right now. Wait, I he thought, had, I thought he was... a billionaire. We always forget to mention that. I mm-hmm. thought James was quelling a nationalist uprising in India. Oh, we 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 don't we we, we don't want to give that away. Okay, because now he's a target. That's true. Yeah, we 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 don't want him to be targeted by the the you know who. Yeah, way the, to put James the, on a list, Ryan. The C I you know who. <laughs> should, we, should we start this podcast over? I'm a little worried. No, nah, it's too late. I don't know. We don't know how to edit it, so we just have to keep going. Um, but oh, I know how to edit it. Fuck you. No, it's it's okay. my job. We have a guest. To replace James while he's while he's not doing anything dangerous. Um, she is a friend of the show. And if you are a longtime listener, you will remember that in episode 23, we reviewed Camp Rock with three of my sisters. And I mentioned that I have others. Yeah, you revealed that that was three out of 23. Yes, and this is number four out of 23. Everybody, please give a warm welcome to Amy Lamuto. Hello. You can, um, you can speak now, Amy. Thank you. My name's Amy, and I'm allowed to speak now. And <laughs> yes. I'm vegan for attention. <laughs> Nothing um, wrong with that. Yeah, I think I also got a birthday shout out for Lemonade Mouth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lemonade Mouth. I, that, was a, that was a fun one. I liked that one. Yeah. That was that the one that I skipped? No, I no, was there. No, 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 you were there. No, I think um, you hated it. <laughs> yeah. I hate most of these movies. Just so you know. That's okay. Uh, Amy, uh, I want to know your history with Disney Channel and Disney Channel original movies. Did you watch them growing up? Um, I did. I watched a lot of the shows and movies. I always watched the seasonal original movies based on like what time of year and what was on demand. Um, I did enjoy a lot. I watched a lot with my older sisters, too. Um, yeah. Now, you have a perspective that we haven't had on the show for pretty much the entire time. You are Gen Z, 
And we're oh, pretty shit. much, yeah, and we're pretty much only, we're all a bunch of stupid millennials, and we're all getting our stupid millennial friends on the show. Uh-huh. But that means that you were, you were exposed to an era that we weren't really in on. So, like, which Disney shows were you watching growing up? So, honestly, my answer is different to a lot of my friends because I kept up with what Lindsay, Megan, and Katie were doing. So, I watched their shows. And when they were done with Disney Channel, I was done with Disney Channel. So, mm. it was mostly a lot of Hannah Montana, That's So Raven, Zach and Cody. Um, were you at all... If I just throw out some names, like Good Luck Charlie, did you ever watch that one? I watched some of it. Uh, I never really did Shake It Up or Austin and an Alley. That's what that was more Kristen did. But like you know those, yes. Which is which is well beyond what we can really say. I only know them from the research that I've. Done. I decided to switch over to Desperate Housewives <laughs> at third grade. Good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Very good choice. That's just Disney for adults. So yeah. I'm glad you went with that. So what are some of the Disney stars that you know? Because I personally don't know anything about any of this stuff, but I will know some of the names if you say them. Um, well, definitely Miley Cyrus. Uh-huh, I know her. Raven Simone. <laughs> I know um, her. Bridget Mendler. I don't or, know her. No, you know, I, I don't know her No, either. no. Which one is she? Debbie Ryan. I know Debbie Ryan. I don't know Debbie Ryan. She is the face of a lot of internet slander. <laughs> really? Oh. Not in a bad way, in a meme. Oh, People okay. love to make fun of I her. I think slander How? is inherently bad. How I'm, old I, is Debbie Ryan? Because she's a Disney star, so I'm guessing she's young, but she has an old person's name. Mm-hmm. She does. Um, Debbie Ryan is... Is this why st- people make fun of her online? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's the star of Jessie which was a show about her being an au pair for a bunch of kids. And she was also the star of the DCOM 16 Wishes. I'd say she's probably about 25. Uh, no, she's born in 93, and we're recording this in 2021. So she's 28 years old as of right now. Cool. Yeah. Um, Good all right. Her. Well, I don't know if I have any more questions for no. you, Amy. Yeah, that's uh, it. At least Thank about you, Amy. Have Disney. A good day. Thanks for coming. No, I'm just kidding. It's the door that around. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. All right. Uh, we are reviewing a movie that was Amy's choice. We are reviewing Starstruck. Um, but before we get into that, we are called the tipsy panel for a reason. It's because James got so tipsy that he fell off the 59th Street Bridge. And that's <laughs> yep. why he's not on the show. James, but- we're, we're here for you. Uh, best wishes to your family. Best wishes to uh, best wishes to us. Everybody, please give us your best wishes. Our friend fell off the 15th. Best wishes to your lovely wife, Tara, and your lovely son, Ryder, mm-hmm. and your lovely landlord. I will not be responsible for your portion of the rent. Oh, I do love his landlord. She, have you met her? She's very sweet. No, I haven't. Well, I, I forget her name, but well, you'll, you'll meet her. She's, she's, she's great. Really something. Her name is wonderful, Margarita, because I <laughs> said so. Old Italian woman. Um, we're called She's the tips. She's here now to give us the uh, oh, uh, drink. Come bon, on in, Margarita. Buonasera. Buonanotte. <laughs> oh, hello. This drink is called the uh, rye. It oh. is a.k.a. the catcher of the rye based off of the book. To be clear, we're allowed to make fun of Italians right now because Italy just won the world, the the Euro Cup. Oh. Sorry, not the World Cup. So it that the, was the, the, any the, any criticism they're getting right now, it's welcome. To be clear, we're allowed to make fun of Italians because fifty percent of the talent on this show currently is fifty percent Italian. Yeah, 
So that makes this and show to, at least 25% Italian. And to be even clear, I was just doing a generic Debbie Ryan old lady voice. Oh, uh, hey. <laughs> my name is James. From, from and, Europe. Uh, home my country. Name, my name is James. And that's James. the slander. That's where the slander and comes in. All right. Tell us about the strength. All right. I'll stop right, talking. Okay. Wait, wait. Do, do your James impression. You come to me on the day of, this is James, right? On the day of my daughter's wedding to make me a drink? It's, it's Italian quotes, but it's German. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There's, uh, hey, there are, so, all right, uh, okay. My name is James. Here's how you and, make a uh, good. Here's the drink. Uh, it's called Arthur Mandela's Revenge. And <sighs> Arthur Mandela is not someone we've talked about in a while. We'll get to that. Brandon, tell us the drink. All right, this drink, you need two ounces of rye whiskey. That's where it gets the name Catcher in the Rye. Well, also because of the book, but two ounces of dry whiskey. One ounce, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of orange juice, two dashes of grenadine, and marshachino cherry. Garnish with a mint or orange slice, whatever you got hanging around. Um, don't drive when you drink this. But hand a wad of cash to a cab driver because you don't understand the value of money. Why? Accurate. Why did he? Why did he write that? Why did I say that out loud? What does that mean? I, <laughs> it might be a catcher in the rye thing, but it also is definitely something that Christopher Wilde does in the movie. Oh, but it sounds like a catcher in the rye thing. So uh, it does. That, that's something. Does. That's something that uh, happens in J.D. Salinger's novel Catcher in the Rye. I haven't read it in a long time. Me don't either. Need to. That's okay though. Um, I'm so glad that this drink has a maraschino cherry in it because we haven't talked about Arthur Mandela in a while. Amy, our favorite story to tell on this podcast is about Arthur Mandela. Have you ever heard of him? No. Arthur Mandela ran a maraschino cherry factory. You know maraschino cherries, the little like the, the little like candy cherries. Okay. You, know, like the, you put them in cocktails. Yeah. Like, they don't have pits in them. They're just, yeah. It's basically candy. Um, the guy running the factory was also running the largest marijuana grow home in New York City history. And when the police eventually found it, they told him we're coming back for a warrant. And he ducked into the bathroom and call, told somebody to get his sister. And his sister comes to the bathroom and he says, take care of my kids. Then he shoots himself in the head. Oh, God. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely insane. And here's how they found out about the grow house. Mm. Be- bees were making red honey because they were going to the cherry factory and like suckling on the nectar of the cherries and the department of environmental protection went to go investigate and they showed up and they saw some false bookcase or something and they were like that's a little sketchy also it smells like pot over here It, he's they, like, will you excuse me? <laughs> uh, will you uh, excuse me, please? I uh, have to take this handgun to the bathroom. Uh, my brain is very itchy. There's a great New York <laughs> Times article. There's a great New Yorker article. All of our listeners, if you haven't, uh, you we've told you about this a million times, but you should go read it if you haven't. Also, Google Arthur Mandela Holden Caulfield. <laughs> We're no, getting off nothing track. will come up. We're getting off track. Uh, <laughs> that drink, it sounded great, right? Well, guess what? You can make it yourself because we're going to post the recipe on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, you can make the drink. Show us, show us some pictures. Tell us you made the drink. We're we're going to be happy to see those. And remember, 
Please decom responsibly. That's right. And remember, please decom responsibly. And remember, we're called the tipsy panel for a reason. All right. We're moving on to the next segment. Uh, We now know what the movie's about because we watched it. But at one point, we didn't know about the what the movie was about. And we have a game. And Brandon's going to tell us about that game. It's called Tipsy Treatment. Look at the poster. Tell me what you think this movie's about. Um, this I'll one go was first. <laughs> Please, go um, first. I, so this is not going to be a traditional treatment, but instead an endorsement. Because I just finished a show on HBO Max. It's called Starstruck, which is the name of this movie. Wait, really? It, Yes, it is very funny. It was certainly worth your time, unlike this movie. So I just borrowed from the plot of that. And this is also my uh, plug for a movie that needs no plug or a TV show. Oh, boy. All right. Anyway, so it's about a girl in London. And on New Year's Eve, she uh, hooks up with a famous movie star. And they kind of have good chemistry. But maybe it's not chemistry. Maybe it's just the allure of him being a movie star. And... It's on HBO Max. Go watch it. Cool. <laughs> I've never heard of this, but now I'm going to go check it out. Um, I assumed that this movie... I, I, I got like the very general premise right, that the girl on the poster didn't like this guy. But it's very obvious because like on the poster, she like drew like a Sharpie mustache on his poster. So like you, you know she doesn't like him. Um And I assumed it was going to be one of those situations where they're like forced to be together. Like, I need something from you. You need something from me. And that wasn't really accurate. Um, And I also assumed that it was like um, the bad guy was the record exec, which I wouldn't really say is true. He was like there there was like a movie producer who I wouldn't even say was the bad guy. He was a piece of shit, but he wasn't the villain. I don't think this movie had a villain. If anything, the villain is is Jessica, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Well, I guess I guess that leaves me. Um, Amy had already seen this movie; she yeah, doesn't get to do yeah. a treatment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I was pretty much wrong, but I, I assumed what happened was that a girl wanted to meet her idol, who was the pop star, and that she got the chance, but for some reason the experience was not good for her um, and that her and a friend tried to get revenge, but that their revenge was misplaced because it was the evil manager or something that was causing the pop star to behave badly. Uh, And then there's the trope of kids convince adults that something's wrong. uh, And then the pop star eventually as thanks writes a song about the girl, which that part I got right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was pretty much wrong about the rest of this. The basis was there, though. Yeah, right. The foundations uh, to the movie. There are certain tropes. I mean, we've noticed because we've watched this is almost seventy. But we've watched almost seventy of these because there's some that we've right. Haven't we watched more than there are episodes? No, we've watched. This is episode sixty-two. This is the sixty-second one that we've watched. Well, I've lost count because I'd rather stick needles in my eyes than watch more of these. But there you can are, do both. There are tropes that exist across all of these. Sister, my favorite trope. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, you were listening. No, no, my I, favorite trope is one that we see all the time, and that's anyone can walk into a school dance. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Anyone can walk in. There's nobody there to 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 check to see who's coming in. Mm. So. Uh, fucking Lisa Lamb. No, what's her name? Libby Lamb. 
can't just walk in right. with her with her entourage and just right. see what's going on and, in this Kalamazoo dance. And this is a post 9-11 movie, too. So, you know, security issues are... Uh... And why, on that note, everything about this movie would have been solved if if Christopher Wilde just had any sort of security detail. And clearly he has the money for it. He's just throwing around thousands of dollars. It's a plot point that Jessica says to him, you need to stop just throwing your money around. That money should just be going to security. And here's another thing, too. If we're on the subject of things that would have solved all the problems in this movie, if, what's her name, Jessica? Jessica. Had just told the truth to her sister then none of this movie would have happened. How would they have fallen in love? (laughs) Well, exactly. I mean, none of this would have happened. Oh, but they didn't. Because according to whatever I read, IMDb, IMDb, Wikipedia, whatever, they fall in like with each other. That's what it says. I'd like a word with whoever wrote that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Should we give a general plot overview for the people who haven't heard it? Okay, so the general plot overview is um, this Michigan family who is uh, Jessica, the main character, played by Daniel Campbell, and her sister Sarah, who is a grown-ass woman. (laughs) She looks like she's playing like a a high school senior, I guess. But my first thought when in this entire movie was seeing her and saying that's a grown ass woman. And I want Disney to know that emphasis on her wardrobe to appeal to look younger is not working. No. It just highlights her older age completely. Yeah. Pigtails do not make you look younger. No. It, 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 it doesn't. The it's... justice shirts don't either. Yeah. <laughs> so the grown lady and her underage sister go to California on a family trip with the parents so they can visit Granny, who lives in Hollywood in a cute little With bungalow. With her sweet-ass boyfriend. Yeah. Howard. Cool guy. Yep. And, and sweet-ass car. Yeah. Petunia. And um, Jessica, Sarah's obsessed with this guy, Christopher Wilde. He's a, pop, he's a Justin Bieber-type pop star. Um, Jessica doesn't care for him, but obviously she's the one who happens upon him. And they're just kind of stuck together for a weekend, basically. Uh, just by circumstance, they keep bumping into each other and they keep spending time together. And Do even though she says she doesn't like him, they they just you know get together. Do we really know the time to this, the time span yeah. of their trip? We know a little bit. Uh, so we know that the first day they get there is when Jessica meets Christopher Wilde. Mm-hmm. We know the next day is when they spend like the entire day together. And then after that, they leave. So all of her interactions with Christopher Wilde are over the course of like 24 hours, like yeah. cumulatively. So it's like obviously the, they can't get to in love and they're still no, they're at just in, in like. like. Also the fact that she was like 15 when they made this and he was 20. So <laughs> Yeah, it's fucked up. Like he said he's 17, but she's clearly like... A bit younger. She's 15, he's 20, and Sarah, the sister, is like 27. <laughs> oh, my God. They, they, I, I don't know how the casting for this one worked. The casting was done by that same woman that we see in these all the time. I forget her name. Walken? No. Oh, man. I'm going to have to look it up. I should have written it down, but she, she should have done better this time. Yeah, well, she didn't, and we got this piece of crap as thanks. Amy. 
This movie came out in 2010. Roughly, how old were you when, when you first saw this? I would say probably 11, 12. Okay. But the reason why I requested this is I always loved this movie because Christopher Wilde reminded me of my middle school boyfriend. Oh. Sorry, that's my one and only boyfriend so far. But <laughs> oh, okay. But so I always loved watching it with my friends because we would be like, oh, he looks like him. But um, no, terrible movie, but hilarious. You know what he reminded me of? And it took me until the very end of the movie to figure this out. I've been trying to place like, why does he look familiar? And, and I got it like right in the last song. He looks like if you, the, the actor's name is Sterling Knight. He looks <laughs> what a like. stupid name. I know, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, he looks Fox like English. You, English. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you I'm took, Sterling Knight. I'm take sorry. a picture of Kristen Bell and run it through a gender swap app, and mm. that's Sterling Knight. At least in this oh. movie. Yeah, it's the smile lines. Yeah, the smile yeah. exactly. And uh, the makeup they put on him. I he actually ex- made a note. I rated it. Very low because they could have done better. That's something that we need on this show. We need a critical eye to look at the makeup that they're using on. These I said, people. I said, try to ignore it, but Christopher's makeup, come on, set workers, four <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Homeboy looks like an action figure. He that does. Got melted. Yeah. He looks like every single blonde guy that's in all of these movies. I th- what was the one we were watching? Descendants. When we were watching Descendants, it's got like three blonde dudes that all look the same. Dude, how to build a better boy. Yes. And Sterling Knight is just another one of these. I they're just they're in a factory. I've it's definitely Disney's said this before. Type. Yeah, they're cranking out Disney boys in a factory. No, they're they they're made like, them in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> With my kidney that they cut out in the same bathtub. Because I, too, am a blonde boy, but I'm not Sterling Knight. You're too tall to be a Disney boy. That's good. Yeah, yeah I'd need to be short to be a Disney boy. <laughs> um, AKA, you're safe. Thank God. So I, I think this is... I, 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 didn't, I don't, there, I don't want to talk about the plot of this movie because there is no plot of this movie. I want to talk about the fact that Jessica is far and away the worst main character we've ever seen yes. in any of these movies and we've seen some bad ones yes like Ryan, we, you you like watching these movies at <laughs> double the speed <laughs> yeah i do what would you watch this one on uh one and a half actually because i had the time oh wow yeah. wow yeah, i dedicated like a whole hour yeah i did i actually had the time i did 2.3 Nice. Wow. With the captions on. It was yep. the That's, only way. Yep. <laughs> this was an 80-minute movie. So if my math is roughly correct, you watched this in about 32 minutes. Yeah. It was under 45 for sure. Love mm. it. Love to see it. Yeah. That's the way to go with most of these. I mean, like I said, I had the time today. I watched this movie last night. And I texted Amy. And I told Amy, Amy, watch them. I texted Amy three days ago. And I said, Amy, just watch us sometime between now and when we record. And what text do I get this afternoon? Oh, I didn't watch the movie. Can we watch it together? Was there so an LOL I... involved? No. No, no there should have been. Your text did involve a ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was very sarcastic. So I had to watch this movie tw- at normal speed twice. Listen, Brandon, it sounds like a you problem that you didn't watch it the first time 
faster than it was supposed to be. And I, a you problem. You couldn't set my alarm and wake me up <laughs> early enough to not oversleep till two today. Uh, if I could, if I would have. This is... I never watch any of these twice. I watch them once. And for this to be the one that I had to watch twice. I have a feeling I know what you thought of this movie. But I'm going to let us save that. Please do. Please do. Jessica gets added to my list of characters in the world that I've watched that are just the worst. First goes Debbie Gallagher from Shameless. Okay. Then goes Janice Soprano. Oh, Jessica, I think, is going to go third. Mm. Jessica Olsen. If if I could just take a moment, I think that Janice is a much better character than Jessica. Because although Janice does just, you know, no. mess everything up that she touches, she does respect herself. Because as soon as Richie April Whoa, 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 her, whoa, whoa. Hey, sh- hey, hey, hey. I'm, yeah. I just started season two. You, okay, then I'm not You better relax. Okay. Oh, my God. The show is 20 no. years old. Get over yourself. First of all... Not the, spoilers. No. Janice is just the worst in every abs- absolute way. He's also the worst, so like that can't even justify her character. Her name okay. is Bafani. Okay. All right. I, I I'm Janice. sure I have a titty tattoo in honor of Janice. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, it say Janice? Yeah, it's the Rolling Stones tongue. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Sick. So I'm sure we all have specific examples of why we don't like Jessica. I'm going to bring up my first. And this is, this happens like, it's in the first act of the movie. So Jessica is brought to Christopher Wilde's house because he has to stop home to like make a, like a, a basically a media appearance. And she's in the car with him. So he's like, this will just be a second. Just like sit in my, sit in my room and I'll be back. He goes, he goes home. He like sings a song for the, the media people, whatever. He finds her in the garage and she's like, you have to take me home now. You said you were going to take me home. Take me home. He goes, okay, pick a car and I will drive you home. And she goes, no. no. Why, why did she say that? <laughs> I don't understand what... I still don't... I've watched it twice now. I don't understand her reason for why he can't drive her. Because then the next thing he says is, okay, then we'll walk. And she's like, my grandma lives in Hollywood. And he goes, that's literally going to take forever. Oh, well, also the locations in this movie. They just hop around to all these different places in California. Yeah. That just take way more time. Casually, the traffic Venice is Beach something to that Hollywood they just sign yeah. To, they just look over the traffic. It's it's not a problem in this movie. This um, movie was made up of so many montages yes. and song breaks that they just needed to add a little bit of conflict somewhere. And I guess the car. It, it's such a dumb. Conflict. Every conflict is so easily avoided. Like. When they're trying to escape the paparazzi. They're driving down what is basically the Pacific Coast Highway and two black vans drive up behind them. And I think it's really funny to assume that all the paparazzi are together in two vans like (laughs) clown cars. Yeah, (laughs) The Paps Union. (laughs) Local 420. Yeah. But she she tells them like she's got the map and she says take the next left. Drive off this road. And they basically drive onto a fire break. They're just in the desert and 
they're not sure if this is a road that they should be taking. They're not sure where it goes. Now, I don't know if all of our listeners have driven a car, but there's a really useful thing that you can do with the car. It goes forwards, but, and Uh now I know this might be confusing, it also goes backwards. No. See, my next guess would just to sink in some type of quicksand mud. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize there was anything you can do in between There's that. Nothing I thought you had to go zero to 100. Going straight and driving your AMC Pacer directly into the mud. Believe it or not, there are more options than just leaving your car in a pile of mud. I also no, see wanted... this is why I always park sideways in all oh. parking spots because my car doesn't go backwards. So I have to just keep driving forward. I wanted to add about the paparazzi comment. Please. Um, I'm really impressed that um, they know what times to go and take pictures in the city that the paparazzi won't be there at all. Like, they freely just... He took off his disguise of sunglasses. They spend the entire day going to the most populous areas. They go to Hollywood and Vine. They go to Griffith Observatory. They go to Grumman's Chinese Theater. But then when they're dressed as um, an old woman and man in a pink car, the prop paparazzi knows it has to be them it's very, absolutely ridiculous it's very realistic it's such a sick car it is i love it petunia's great it's so cool i it think it's a pacer cool- yeah it yeah. is a pacer right exactly yeah and i can't believe how embarrassed she was of it and meanwhile the dude is driving vintage cars and it's like why because it's pink it's yeah. embarrassing I'm, I'm all the the color com literal color commentary aside. Everything that she says to him is he's like trying to help her out is just the the sassiest, snarkiest way that she could possibly be saying these things. Right. Like when she says to him, like, you can bring me home and I'll let you get back to your fabulous life. Right. And like it was never a problem before that like he's rich. Yeah. Like she she says like, "Oh, I like you. I like your music. I just don't like you." Yes. And he makes the very valid point just like you don't know anything about me. See, yeah. I thought about this and I did some psycho analyzing of Jessica. Oh, yes, criminal minds. Tell me Ready? about the unsub. She is um she has very obvious problems with her sister, Sarah, and she recognizes her problems rooting from Sarah's obsession with Christopher Wilde. Mm -hmm. So uh, she blames her lack of attention from Sarah as Christopher Wilde's fault, even though Jessica is just the worst. But to their um, fortune, they get to meet christopher wilde to solve out their sister relationship so it's perfect they couldn't just resolve it on their own they actually got the opportunity to be with christopher wilde so i think um jessica holds all this resist like um resentment to christopher and yeah you fucking nailed that. And yeah. He, and she struggles with this, I'm not like other girls oh, attitude and doesn't like Christopher Wilde and is so, his exact words, defensive. She and, is the worst of the not like other girls by a long shot. I also made a little dash for each time Jessica said, 
a snarky humor joke that made me cringe in my skin. We got about like 20 dots until I gave up. I had to give up. I was just like, I can't pay attention to this. Everything she says is like dripping with sarcasm and it doesn't need to be. Yeah, if I thought more about the things that she said that I hated, I would have hated this movie even more. I mean... Oh, yeah. I had to stop paying attention to it to get through the movie. Yeah. Imagine every time I spoke to you, I was just like, not. <laughs> oh, gee, now I understand how it feels to talk to me. There. What? <laughs> what <are> these... <laughs> that was a slow burner. I'm glad you liked that one. A lot of these scenes feel like there's an improv game called Fortunately, Unfortunately, where like everyone stands in a circle and like someone starts, they say a sentence like, fortunately for this, I mean, for this movie, it's like, unfortunately, they run into the paparazzi, but fortunately, they lose them on the road. Unfortunately, they get their car stuck in a mud pit. Fortunately, they make it out alive. Unfortunately, they fall into the mud themselves. Like, it's just, and that's the whole, every time something good happens, something bad happens in this movie. You're absolutely right. And I want to take that scene that you're referring to because they lose the car and they're like, they have to walk somewhere. And during that walk, they made it out. But now they're fighting. (laughs) And they're fighting over the dumbest shit. But fortunately... No, they're fighting over her being the worst. Yeah. Well, well, no, because at that, that point, she turns it on him and she's like, you don't have any people in your life that matter to oh you. Oh my God. And she's like, yeah. your best friend is your driver. Completely ignoring the fact that like she has no idea they've been best friends since fourth grade and he performs with him. Hey, like Stubby. stubby no, Stubby I- is maybe the only like, I mean, Christopher Wilde isn't bad. They like force some bad shit that he does just to make the plot move forward. But Stubby's a good guy. Stubby he is He is the one who gets Christopher Wilde to realize he needs to do things for himself. And that's a good friend. Yeah. Stubby's yeah. a good friend because he stands up to Chris and he's like, dude, fuck you. Easily the best moment of this movie. It's not about the plot, but it is about Stubby. It's just a, a, a quick shot of him sitting down with two sandwiches, <laughs> like fucking Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh just like, God. He, he's like rubbing his hands together, licking his lips. He's about to dig into Mosquito these two style, beautiful like, sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, what's her name? The sister walks into the house and she's like, <laughs> how does she even get in there? She has the car key. She doesn't have a key. You don't know that. They she, could, she found documentation in the yeah. car. I know. She, I know that she could get there. Don't but she underestimate get her stalker skills. That's okay. That's fair. She's she clearly concerning stalker Be, skills because she this probably, boy doesn't hire security. That, yeah. Again, all they needed was security because so, he spends it on vintage cars. Can we talk about that scene quickly? I know it was just a, a brief moment in the movie, but. Is there no acknowledgement that the sister drove Chris's car to Chris's house and entered Chris's house? And no. then Chris's assistant was like, what the fuck are you doing here? All, there, literally all he said was, uh-oh. Yeah, he was like, that's not good. But then there was no acknowledgement from the sister to no. Jessica or anybody else. Like, oh, I ended up at Christopher Wilde's house today by driving Christopher's car that I somehow had the keys to. Like... That was just ma- majorly overlooked. Am I wrong or am I right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. As far as plot no, holes go in these movies, that's a big one. No, and you would think she would like 
Lana flex it to her good friend AJ. Yeah. And like, or just ask Jessica questions. But we know for a while, Jess- Jessica holds off from saying anything. And she also met Stubby the first time after mm-hmm. Jessica's head get hit. And she was just like, okay. However, one thing that is better about this movie than some others is that they didn't force the two secondary characters to like have a relationship. Cause like you could ease, they could have easily like tried to make Sarah and Stubby like a thing. Oh yeah. God. And they didn't, which uh. would have been even worse. Credit where credit's due, Brandon. At least they didn't do that. <laughs> Oh, but what I have to say was about the lake scene, their little, you know, like discount notebook water scene. <laughs> um, oh my God. You were saying about the fight. So she completely just tears down his life, says no one's real for you. And then like maybe like less than 10 minutes later in the movie, she's like, like, uh, saying how like she feels bad and he's opening up to her about how that's true and i'm like and she's saying how she feel bad feels bad i'm like you just told him this <laughs> like um yeah there, I, there is no consistency to the things that they say to each other at all <laughs> it's as if every scene they have just met each other for the first time oh. when they're when at, right after that big blowout argument they have when they leave the car his solution to that, like, you know, to make things better, is to throw her into a bog. And it works. (laughs) And she's happy. And then the first thing she says after, like, you know, after they, like, mess around in the bog and splash each other, the first thing she says is, this is nice. If I, (laughs) I can't believe I didn't know that I could solve every relationship problem by just throwing the other person into a bog. Well, Brandon... Maybe if they were filthy from quicksand and you push them yeah. into a nice clean uh, bog, nice then, clean bog. then maybe the other person would say, this is nice because they're implying that it's, they're nice and clean. It's a nice adjective. Um, I also want to take, a, not only do I want to teach Jessica about attitude, um, at life outlooks, I want to teach her about safety. She voluntarily walks into that dark alley in yeah. the beginning concert and she, she just gets hit she's a child i mean i do have to say very impressive how she finds her bag in the pit of mud where her car sank that's she did it in a matter of seconds so she could do that i guess that's a pro to not having safety skills opposed to that you know it even it evens out if that puddle of mud could suck in an entire car putting your body into that is a bad idea but yes, the fact that she did it is she found remarkable. her satchel in seconds, and I think everything was still in there, safe from the mud. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah. I wish they played "She Hates Me" by Puddle of Mud. Yeah, that would have been a good. That would have been a good song for this yeah. movie. When they start walking away from the the puddle of mud that the vehicle was in. Yeah. Yeah. Or when she's like, when she walks into. The perfectly placed phone booth on the beach to cry. Yeah, they could have played "She Hates Me" by Puddle of Mud. That would have been perfect. So I assume that's your decom f bomb, Brennan. Yes, she fucking hates me. Yes, it so is. So mine. We actually, you actually mentioned it. It was when Sarah walked into Christopher's house. I think Stubby just should have said, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then the scene just ends. For those of you who and don't never know, mentioned again. for those of you who don't know, 
The DCOM F-bomb is a little game we like to play here on DCTP. If these movies were rated PG-13, you'd get to say the F-bomb once. And for those of you who don't know, the F-bomb is fuck! Oh, that's <laughs> what it is? So that's the game, is where would you put it? And Brennan, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take yours away. No, 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 no. That's where I'd put it. I would include uh, Puddle <laughs> of Muds, She Hates Me, which includes the F-word in the chorus. And I'd Amy, sprinkle it many a time across this movie. Mine is similar to yours, Amy. Yeah. I would have done um, when... Uh, Chris fires his parents as agents. I would have had his his mom go, Chris, what the fuck? <laughs> Where are your parents? She did want to say that. You she did. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a variation. It's not an f bomb per se, but um, there's a scene. So um, after Christopher publicly acknowledges the name Jessica Olsen, he he just says like I don't know her. But now obviously that her name is in the media. You've got the paparazzi coming to Kalamazoo and sitting outside of their house. And the moment we see that, Sarah, the sister, is like, she goes to the paparazzi and she like poses and she does some funny things. But there's a, so Sarah's standing there and like posing and she does like a sorority squat. But then at that moment, her dad comes out to like pull her back inside, but he blocks her off. And as I'm watching her do the sorority squat, it looked like she was about to like rip her top off for the camera. <laughs> So it's not a decom f bomb; it's a decom nudity bomb, and it would be her just like standing Valid, there and yeah. ripping her shirt off, flashing and the crowd. I know that sounds bad, but it's okay because what's her name? Um, I have it written down. Uh, Maggie Castle was twenty seven, so it's yeah. fine. Holy shit, she actually um, was twenty seven. Can we also talk about how fast? What was her name? Libby. Uh, Libby Lamb. Yeah, right. got there. She Jessica sees the interview of her in that blue dress. Me and Brandon double checked, mm-hmm. um, talking to Christopher Wilde, him saying he doesn't know Jessica, and then Jessica comes outside to the paparazzi, and there she is in the same blue dress, same day, <laughs> mm-hmm. Michigan from L.A. Yeah, she she just made the move yeah. immediately because yeah, and like. The stress on teenage fake news in this movie is very credible. Um, the movie press, I've never seen so much movie press so involved in an actor's um, love life oh on teenage magazines. So good job, Mr. Smith. You're really keeping up with your cast or just to interview for I'm, the movie. He's so. got his own magazine. He's really making sure they're all well-behaved behind the scenes. He's got Wild Week magazine. You know the paparazzi are all over him. You know what Libby Lamb's, the actress who played Libby Lamb, you know what her name was? Tony Trucks. (laughs) (laughs) If I I just told you the two names, Libby Lamb and Tony Trucks, could you reliably tell me which one was the character and which one was the actress? Um, no. That's how I feel about uh, Sterling Knight over here. True. Sterling Knight sounds more like a character name than Christopher Wilde. Yeah. Like, there's definitely three dozen people in the United States named Christopher Wilde. But <laughs> and he's only one, Sterling Christopher Knight. Christopher Wilde. He's able to perform in a blazer, no sweat with his hairdo. <laughs> he can jump to a vocal edited concert in the middle of his backyard in the matter of seconds with no mic either. That, he's the Christopher Wilde. The, when he played at uh, Alexis's birthday his yeah. celebrity girlfriend who they you know they don't really care about each other they're just together for the paparazzi mm-hmm. but he plays for them and the song has no instruments in it 
and he has a backing band who look so goddamn bored to be there. But then the opposite thing happens at that media appearance where he dragged Jessica to his house for. Yeah, no were, mic, no band. It's just his guitar. Right, but you hear tambourine and you hear some other shit too, some backing track, and it's like, what, are they piping that in? Or no, is it it's just, his guitar. He's the Christopher Wilde. Yeah, his guitar makes tambourine yeah. sounds. Yes. I this is this was in Camp Rock. I remember in Camp Rock, Joe Jonas is like playing a song on his own, and there's harmonies just playing <laughs> through it. Joe it's... Jonas is playing a song on his ownus. <laughs> Joe 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 Jonas. Alexis on his ownus. isn't in this movie a lot, but when she is, one of her first scenes, I swear I took a double take and I just wrote the notes. Is Alexis high? Her eyes are kind of blazed. Hmm. She's seeming, and I was just. It makes you wonder. She probably is. You know. I, I would think, be too if I were her. I think that she is. I actually like Alexis because she understands who she is and is unabashedly herself. And she knows that she wants to be a celebrity. She doesn't really. And like when she finds out that Christopher Wilde is like into another girl, he just says, is she another actress? Is she more famous than me? He goes, no, I just like her. And she goes, okay, then we're done. And that's, and she, that, that is, she doesn't cry. She just says, okay, yeah, no, you don't like me. Then we are through. I don't think they were even in like. No, no, no not at all. Let alone love. It they was were it, in contract. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Industry plans. Publicity. They were in publicity. Correct. Um. So, um, I actually decided to watch some interviews with Daniel Campbell about this movie. Come on. There's a few. And this is very early in her acting career. This is the third thing she ever did. I don't think her career has ever really taken off. She has a lead role in this show called The Outsiders. I don't know anything about it. I think it's got witches in it. None Wait. of the really no, cast I'm sorry. members took off to anything but Disney. It's called The Originals, but that's the thing. She didn't even have a Disney contract. Like, she had a contract for this movie, and I think she had, like, a role in one episode of, what was Sterling Knight's show? Um, Sunny with a Chance. Sunny with a Chance. I think she was in, like, one episode of that, or So Random, or, or so whichever random, one. Or So Random, whatever right? one. Um, but, like, her big thing is she's a lead in The Originals, and... She doesn't really do. Wait, Danielle. Really do much else. Danielle Campbell. We're talking about. Yeah, Jessica. She's Jessica. she's the lead anchor on News Twelve Long Island. Oh, of course. Really? Should have known. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't watch News Twelve. Well, that's a joke because it's a different person. Oh, I, oh. <laughs> but they I have watch the same some interviews, and she's you know a young actress. This is not. She's not, like, trained in this. She hasn't been doing this very often. She does an interview for Radio Disney. They ask her what it's like to be in L.A. They ask her what it's like to have, you know, done that montage where they go to all the different sites and see all the different things. And she says, I like the Hollywood sign. It looks just like it does in pictures. Jeez. <laughs> Which is very cute. I was going to say, that's so cute. And I can't even innocent. make fun of it. Yeah, no, no, it's very no, sweet. It's, it's wholesome. She's a child, and... Good on her for like landing a lead role in a movie. I, I I I admire the fact that she could do that. I couldn't do that when I was fifteen. But the Barbara Johns, who who wrote this movie, 
and uh, Anne DeYoung. I just want to say, how dare you? How dare you make this girl take on the worst writing that I've seen in any of these movies? Even Frenemies, which we all hated. Oh, that was better, the one I didn't watch. Had better, yes, that's the one you didn't watch. We all hated it, and you would have truly hated it. But at least that one had better writing than what we've seen. Now, I looked into this. Barbara Johns hasn't done any other Disney movie. Annie DeYoung has done six of them. Huh. But we had this is the first one we've seen. Oh, no. She did this one. She did Return to Halloween Town, which is the fourth Halloween Town oh, we'll be doing God. at this Halloween. Wait, and we've only done two. We did three. Um, is three with the new no Marnie? the fourth the fourth, the fourth one is the one is, is, new is the one with Sarah Ugh. Paxson and the one that Barbara that Annie DeYoung wrote. She wrote the sequel to Johnny Tsunami. Oh my god, which was a great movie, but the second one I guess is going to be bad. She wrote Princess Protection Program. She wrote the oh. Debbie Ryan movie Sixteen <laughs> Wishes, and she wrote Girl vs Monster, which I don't know anything about. Hmm. But we're going to see six movies by the woman who wrote this. Speak for yourself. Okay, I'm going to see six movies. You're going to watch six. Um, you're going to watch them at three times speed. So I, they don't might, count as movies. I might do something bad to myself or somebody <laughs> I, else to prevent this from happening. I see where they were going with this movie. It's almost like a, if Hannah Montana didn't have her very realistic, secretive ego of Miley. Mm-hmm. Um, they try to go at that both sides don't understand their other lives. And I know that because they use the line, both Jessica and Chris, you wouldn't understand about maybe five or six times. Yes. You can make yes. it a drinking game. You absolutely could. Yeah, that and um, just the mention of Michigan. Huh. In this Kalamazoo. Movie. They don't usually say where they live, do they? This is actually just mis- a, a novel thing to happen in one of these movies. Well, it's yeah. obvious why they did that because they picked Kalamazoo because it's a funny name. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they executed those themes absolutely awfully with no plot. I'm, I tried to like break it up into parts of the movie, and it's just not possible the time and no nothing most of these movies most movies in general are very clearly three acts you have the first act second act third act you got set up rising action falling action you're welcome and for pretty much all of these decoms you can you can see where the where those acts are and in this one yeah they're called commercial breaks no it's like what brennan said it's just fortunately unfortunately fortunately, you know um, Each act is a fortunately and an unfortunately, and, and then you just take it from there. Yeah, it's like, what was the climax when the family went back to Michigan? It's like... Also, what was the purpose of the two-day trip all the way to California for the girls to just go out? They're supposed to just, be seeing the grandma. And just right. searching for Christopher Wilde. Like, I, I think they do one meal with their with their grandmother, yes. and that's it. Maybe two. And I think there's a fight in that. Like. Yeah. She gets up and Jessica gets up and leaves because she's so heartbroken. And they try to portray her as like innocent and actually spends time with the grandma. Like if I was a grandma, grandma, I wouldn't want to be with Jessica. No. Like <laughs> she she ruined my car. My sweet, yeah. sweet car. Did oh, you that's guys okay, catch honey. that they did that same joke in another movie when she goes like, you killed my car. Remember in Cowbells? Nope. Oh, I yeah, and Cowbells, exactly where Ali Michalka is just like, you killed my truck. 
Or I killed your truck. Yeah, I killed your truck. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, you didn't engage the parking brake, and this is a stick shift. Same joke. I bet that car. I bet the car in this movie was a stick shift. You think these? You think these tweeny boppers know how to drive stick? Tweeny boppers. I don't even know how to do that. Oh, one of my favorite Jessica moments. Definitely, she at the very end when they're trying on prom dresses. And AJ, the friend, makes a comment about how she's weird and makes up the story. She storms past to cry on her patio. Like, you wouldn't go upstairs or even into the backyard, like, right in front of the door, just cries. The last 30 minutes of this movie are just her crying. (laughs) And I feel like they could have done a lot. They could the director could have done her, the character, a lot better than just have her cry a lot. (laughs) Are you sure about that? She doesn't even cry over the car. She just is a bitch about the car. Yeah. My backpack. <laughs> no, she finds it. Don't you worry. Here's another thing that I don't like about her. She gets mad at Sterling for just throwing his money around because he keeps saying, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for that. And she's like, stop doing that. Stop throwing your oh. money around. And then as she gets her backpack back and it's ruined, she goes, you have to pay for it. <sighs> Oh. Yeah, she goes back and forth when she wants to blame him for something and runs out. It's you have to pay for this, you have to pay for that. And then he offers for something and she gets offended. I have literally never seen a worse leading character in a movie. Ever. It's 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 really a shame. It, we're, she, we're, uh, she makes Sarah's character like look better. Right. Yeah. Sarah somehow, has an awful character. Somehow too. Sarah seems better. When Jessica says to Sarah, like, in a weird way, you're kind of a good sister. Weird. And Sarah's response to that is, pretend you don't know me in this dance. And still, somehow Sarah seems right. like the better person. Exactly. Which I didn't expect from the get-go because I looked at the crazy fangirl sister and I was like, this is obviously someone who's not well and you know she's not going to be a good character but somehow her sister outdoes her yeah i yeah. don't get it yeah we don't uh we've been we've been going a long time do do we need to do a decom dad hour the dads in this movie don't matter non-existent they're relevant. i didn't I mean, even make a note for the olsen dad i i no. will give um chris's dad an f because he's clearly just exploiting his yeah, he's in so it for the money the I, said that, I said he sticks up for Christopher to the mom but is it genuine or is it for money and B he looks like a tool in his sunglasses so that also yes. lowers his rating that's true I, I, I I'm give, gonna go with the I give D. I give him a D and I give Jessica and Sarah's dad an N.A. Just like it, there's it's not applicable yeah. he doesn't do anything in but the movie. the structure in his home and how Jessica and Sarah, their behavior, I think, is t- justified too much. He uh, Here's what I remember him saying. I remember him saying, it's illegal for a minor to stay at home alone. I remember him saying, I don't understand you girls. And he gets an F2. Fuck him. Sure. F. Both the dads get an F2. And Either girls, when they physically fall, they're supposed to be in like high school, like... I would not physically fight like for a remote with my sisters in high school, no. let alone with a fake 27-year-old senior. Well, see, that's the thing about these movies. They have to appeal to... All ages. Right. They have to appear appeal to like 
the 12 and 13 year olds watching it, but also the four year old younger siblings that are watching it. I thought so you like, were going to go with actual high schoolers. And I was like, yes, of course, my Friday night plans. Fighting yeah. with my sister over the remote. Watching. No, I meant watching Starstruck. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me of the name of this movie because I forgot. <laughs> Actually, this movie premiered on a Sunday. It premiered. On Valentine's Day. Oh, For all those in like couples. Normally DCOMs premiere on Fridays. This one was specifically premiered on Valentine's Day. Which is weird because my big takeaway isn't that like love is the big thing driving this movie forward. I don't even think like is the big thing driving this movie forward. What is it then? Nothing at all. It's not understanding each other. This movie doesn't lifestyles. even go forward. <laughs> Here's it, what I it think. It exposes the paparazzi. Um, okay, yes, that's true. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. What do you think? I think what's driving this movie forward is selfishness. Yeah. Selfishness on the part of Chris. Mm-hmm. Selfishness on the part of Jessica. Selfishness on the part of Jessica's sister, whose name I don't remember. Sarah. Thank you. It's just pure selfishness. There um, are maybe five minutes of this 80-minute movie where people are not being selfish, so I agree with yes, you. Yes, it's the last, like, two minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's another, like, three minutes interspersed in there somewhere. But, yeah, it's pretty much just selfishness-driven and spite-driven, too, actually, because oh, yeah. Jessica is just spiteful of Chris despite not knowing him and for nothing. Really? Because he's famous. She says to his face, like, I couldn't care less about you. <laughs> and cl- like, she's talking about his career, but she says it to him. Right. I couldn't care less about you. She may as well be like a troll on the internet. Yes. But it's worse because it's absolutely personal in face. Uh-huh. Um, well, I didn't take any notes, so I don't have any notes to consult to decide whether I'm done talking about this movie, but I am generally done talking about DCOMs for the rest of my life. Um, so, Well, okay, wait, I didn't note. So it says the cast member, Anna Margaret, is Jessica Olsen's voice. So, but she's not in any of the songs. So she Disney is. does this sometimes. They did it for High School Musical. And they did it for this movie and probably some others. Um, Sterling Knight only sings one song in this movie. I forget which one it is. I th- You'll think, be my hero. I think it's hero, but I don't. I don't quote me on that. Um, the rest of them were done by some other guy because they cast Sterling Knight late, and they were like, "We just need you to act. We don't need you to sing. We got somebody else to sing. You just got to act." And that's something that. They do sometimes. And if you look at the soundtrack for this movie, the songs aren't credited to the actors. The songs are credited to the characters. So, like, you know, the fucking I'm in my game when I'm in my shades song is credited to Christopher Wilde and Stubby, (laughs) who are not real people. (laughs) It's a weird thing to see. In fact, the only... Real person, I think, who's credited on the soundtrack is Mitchell Musso, who is the guy from Hatching Pete. He's the friend in Life is Rough, if you remember that one. 
Oliver from Hannah Montana. Oliver from Hannah Montana, yes. Um, um, yeah, he has a song on the soundtrack. Yeah, I don't I have, even know if it was in the movie. It probably was, but I don't remember. I have a hate, well, no, mostly hate relationship huh. with Mitchell Musso. Why is that, Amy? Um, when I was a freshman in high school, this junior boy came up to me and he's like, hey, you know, like, and I was friends with him, but he's like, you remind me so much of Mitchell Musso. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And the more people I asked, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, you do. But they couldn't tell me what it was about him that, like, made us resemble. And um, even my mom admitted that she could see it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to embrace it. But I am the discount Mitchell Musso. <laughs> If you look through his Hannah Montana days, and I, 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 Amy is my sister. I've known Amy her entire life, and I'm not gonna lightly point out doppelgangers, but like when he's smiling, and, me with dark and sometimes hair. Sometimes when Amy had dark hair when she was smiling, I, I even I see the resemblance. Yeah, I. I think it's the chin smile lines. It's the chin and the smile lines. That's exactly what it is. And it's also like the way that his eyes go a little closed when he smiles. Like, I, I got a picture in the studio now. This is this is the quintessential picture. And when you see, oh, Brandon, you can't I see don't that. Know. You're on he Zoom. looks like Drake Bell. Uh, like, who is arrested? Yeah. But also, people say I look like Drake Bell. Just get the fuck out of here. Hmm. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Can we rate it? Yeah, I guess. So, for those of you who don't know, our system's very simple. We give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And I'll start. This is probably the worst one we've watched so far. Oh, my God. Thank God. Wow. No, you, you, oh, you thought I was going to be, like, positive here? No. I, I did, too. No. I know, Brandon. I did. There is almost nothing that I could say positive about this movie. The characters were bad. The music wasn't even good. And you, I unabashedly enjoy Disney pop. And the songs in this one were unmemorable and not good. I enjoyed this movie for five seconds. And it's when I watched Stubby about to stick his <laughs> face into a bunch of its sandwiches. This movie is maybe the strongest thumbs down I've ever given. Wow. It's so bad. Wow. Wow. Um, all right. I'll, I'll follow that up with, with a similar review. Um, except I didn't think the music was abhorrent. Um, you know, it was, sure, it was unmemorable, but it wasn't bad. And I think that was maybe the only redeeming uh, factor of this movie, aside from some of the scenery. I mean, you know, the fire break road was nice to look at i guess yeah. but uh, you don't watch these movies for the cinematography i mean there is no such thing really as cinematography in a disney channel original movie mm. um yeah, this movie was abject fucking garbage and if i had had anything better to do and i was watching this movie instead i would have been pissed like i normally am but today i had the time to slow it down a little bit to one and a half speed uh and let me tell you something it was not worth it. Um, I would strongly suggest that nobody waste their time watching this movie. Um, I don't think 
any amount of criticism could do this movie justice or injustice. <laughs> this was a pitiful waste of time and money by Disney. And I don't see what anybody got out of it. All I can imagine <laughs> is that they wanted to do it better and they did it worse. And I don't know if they could have done it better, frankly, because the plot, what little there was of it was f- trash. I mean, obsessed sister and indifferent sister uh, switch places it's just fucking bad they didn't even have a scene of like the obsessed sister freaking out that her sister is dating right i know The, the very end where the where the obsessed sister passes out that was all we got like and the faint wasn't it was your classic like ned um, to classified school survival guide faint yes. where you just yes. like fall straight back, eyes open. Yeah, that that's uh, got to be one of the biggest thumbs down for me as well. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm not more uh, adamant about how bad it was is because, you know, I had nothing better to do today. I want to make one clarification because of something you said. Um, I do still think the music is really bad, but I think Brandon Michael Smith, who is stubby, is a decent rapper. I think that he's the only decent thing that's moving any of the music forward. He's in like two songs and his appearances are good. He's the only decent thing about this movie yeah. aside from the pink pacer. Yeah. Yeah, true. Brandon Michael Smith, I know you're listening to this. You you did well. We appreciate you. We do appreciate. Let's you. let the ladies speak now, and Brennan, I'll throw it to you. What I'm did you think of this movie? Mm-hmm. Boo, bad, very bad, very bad. Much boo, not good. Watch Starstruck on HBO instead. So is that a um, a thumbs? Am I detecting a hint of sarcasm? That's a that's that's a thumbs down, boys and girl. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Lastly, I guess that's me. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess now watching this as an eighteen-year-old opposed to six, seven, and like end of elementary school, um, I legitimately rather have stared at a wall for an hour and a half. Um, I want to, I want to give so many like haircuts and outfit changes to the cast members. And I know that's <laughs> irrelevant to like the awful plot as it is. Um, I think I can see where the creators wanted and envisioned. Um, they failed extremely. Um, thumbs down. I, I'm sorry. Thumbs down. Yeah. But you do not have to apologize. I actually this can't believe how long we talked about this movie. Given yeah. that there's I nothing know. going on, I know, I know, I know. What the? I think God. it was just so easy to rip on, and the fact that um, Brandon had to watch it twice. Amy's seen this movie a few times, and I watched it slower than I usually do. I think that just gave us more fuel for the fire. Truly, um, absolutely. And last but not least, our dearly departed friend James. May um, he rest in peace. He gave this movie an F. He gave, yeah, I think he, I, if I'm not mistaken, he gave the movie a thumbs down. He gave himself, he gave a, himself thumbs a thumbs down. And the F bomb was also to himself. Correct. Yes. So may, Sounds he, good. may he forever rest in peace. The nice thing about this, everyone, is that I'm pretty sure 
we can only go up from here. I don't think there could really be any worse movie than this one. I disagree. Brandon, Brandon, that's okay. No, I'm knocking very bold. I'm knocking on wood here. Famous last words. So here's actually a fun thing. I I took a look uh, way back when, like uh, maybe two years ago, uh, on our Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. Uh, we compiled, according to IMDb, the 10 best decoms and the 10 worst decoms. And here's what's on the list of 10 worst, because this movie's not on it. Here are the lowest rated ones. Freaky Friday, the new one, the like the musical one, which we haven't seen. Uh, the live action Kim Possible that we did watch, mm. which was better than this. Yeah. Definitely. Like, it wasn't good, but it was better than this. Yeah. Uh, you Lucky Dog, the Kirk Cameron movie. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, we all loved that one. Yeah. <laughs> People hate that movie, and I don't get it. Fuck that. Fuck you. If you hate this movie, if you hate You Lucky Dog, fuck you. I agree. Yeah. You well, Lucky try, Dog was great. Try watching 60 other ones and then tell me you hate that movie. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sharpay's Fabulous Adventures, the fifth lowest rated. Uh, yeah, we, we don't like that one. That one was bad, but I, I even think this mm. one was Stop. worse. The yeah. Cheetah Girls. Okay. Okay. Worse. Okay. The cheetah All girls. three Cheetah Girls are on the bottom of the list, oh. which blows me away. I love the first Cheetah Girls. So did John Franco Lentini. Yes, he did. Oh, we got to get him back on. We have two more. Well, to that do. means we have to watch more Cheetah Girls movies. High School Musical Two is one of the worst. The rated. second. Yeah. The s- wow. That's I know. Surprising. Right? People love that For my one. Gen- yeah. Like. Wow. And the tenth worst rated one was Frenemies. And I hated Frenemies. I really hated Thank it. Thank God I didn't have to see that. A movie that you hated. But this one was worse. This well, one was worse. At least I didn't have to see both. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think I'd it, almost watch this one over Frenemies. I hated Frenemies I didn't enjoy so much. Dad Napped. That was always one of my least favorites. Dad Napped was bad. Um, uh, How to Build a Better Boy was... <laughs> I I like How to Build a Better Boy. I really enjoyed that one. I don't know why. I think it might be because the first time I saw it was like right around when I was coming up with the idea for this podcast. I watched it at like 1 a.m. on a summer night. Just like it was just on and I was like, this is dumb. And I like that it's dumb. And I think it would be fun to talk about how dumb these movies are. Amy, you want to talk about sad Friday night plans as a high schooler? Listen to what your brother just said. He was watching How to Build a Better Boy (laughs) at 1 a.m. as an adult man on a summer night. I think I want to take this moment to publicly explain a story about another movie, which I wouldn't say is so bad, but my experience with it. Oh, please. Minute. Man or men? Minuteman. So, okay. So I'm watching That's it. That's a Mitchell Musso movie, isn't on, it? I think so. I was watching it on demand in elementary school. And I that movie goes through, like I think, time travel anyways. And it, co- it goes through a part where they go in the past and the future back to the past. And ironically, my TV would just automatically like pause it and rewind to a certain point. So I watched the same like 20 minutes over and over again. But it kind of like like looked like it was part of the plot so i'm like oh my god this movie's never <laughs> ending it's so stupid why does it keep repeating like oh my god nice so i can't believe it was that much of a coincidence to do it in a movie that was about time travel while they were time traveling 
But yeah. Yikes. That would have freaked me out as an elementary school. I want to correct something because this is actually even better. Mitchell Musa was not the guy in Minutemen. There's two blonde guys that look exactly the same. But the third guy is Nicholas Braun, a.k.a. Greg from Succession. I, I I knew that he like had some Disney in his background, but I didn't know it was DCOMs. Uh, well, Tom, uh, I got those files that you were asking for, and uh, I'm just I don't know, man. It's just really fucked. It's like I was not really sure. You do. You sound just like him. Fine, thanks, man. We we gotta we gotta scrap this. Let's cut it. Let's get let's finish up. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. I'm sorry you listened to this. I'm sorry we watched this movie. This was all a, I'm a sorry. bad experience I all around. It. That's okay. But I got because, it over for you. Yes, I wanted you on the show, so thank you for coming on the show. Of course, yes. thank you for having me. This is when you get to do any plugs that you want. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, you can follow my Twitter, Amy Lamudo. Cool. Discount Mitchell Musso. All right. I follow Discount Mitchell Musso, and I like what is I see. Is it worth it? Yes, it okay. is. It's a fun account. Follow the dog. Oh, yeah. Winston only fans with, with a Z. Z. Yeah. yeah. I, I know about this. Winston's a beautiful little golden doodle. Where I we solicit like my dog, apparently, <laughs> and won't get a job. <laughs> That's our show, everybody. You can find us on Instagram at Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. You can find us on Twitter, even though we won't find you. That's Tipsy Panel. You can call us, 914-863-1613. Please, somebody give me a call, otherwise my phone number is going to expire. And you can email us. This Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. We read them. We do. We have fan mail this week, or or is it just flies and crickets? Nothing, nothing at all. It's it's just moths. Well, if 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 you're listening, let us know that you're listening because sometimes we're just screaming into the void. It's nice to feel appreciated. It is. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Let's let's tell that to my wife. Scrapping this. That's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time. We'll have another decom for you. It'll be better. I promise. Bye. Good night. Goodbye. Wow, that's crazy.